Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Watermelon Seeds podcast. I'm Joseph. And I'm Ellie. And today we have with us Jamie Staples. Hi, Jamie. What's up, everybody? <laughs> so Jamie is the pastor of the church Joseph and I go to called Renew in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And yes, he's also now a podcast guest. <laughs> That's right. This is amazing. Yay. So glad to be on the show. Yay. You're also a dad, a husband. What else? How would you describe yourself? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Pastor, dad, husband, um, husband first. And uh, yeah, I don't know how else to introduce myself. Those are some good ones. Yeah. What's Love a fun it. fact? Fun fact. Um, I once won a booty shaking contest. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming, what? did you? No. For front row tickets at a Dixie Chicks concert. Wow. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's shocking. Where was this booty shaking contest? Uh, Chicago. Oh, Illinois. wow. That's crazy. You heard it here. So it was worth it is what you're saying. I'd say so. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but. So I took my now wife. We were dating. Uh-huh. I took her to a Dixie Chicks concert a long time ago uh, in Chicago, and we were way up in the nosebleeds, like three rows from the top of the stadium. Because I was a poor college kid. That's all I could afford. And so pre-show, they came around and just asked for volunteers. So I raised my hand, and he said, come on down to, like, this little platform thing. And, uh, and there were two other girls there, and then he, he was – you could barely hear anything. The music was loud, and he's like, just dance. And so, like, the girls went, and then I went, being the only guy in, like, a stadium, stadium full of girls. Oh, the my. He goes, Dang. you won. Said, go down to the sound booth. And so I went, got Emily. We went down to the sound booth, and they're like, here's front row tickets. <gasps> I'm like, this wow. is the best birthday ever. <laughs> That's crazy. Plan is crazy. Wow. That it's all part fun. of the plan. All part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. So we're just going to ask you some questions yeah. and uh, get to know you better and your story a little better. So I'll start. Uh, the first question we want to ask you um, is, what's been a defining moment in your life? Oh, man. Um, there's been a ton of defining moments. Um, I think some of them was when I decided to follow Jesus. Uh, that was my sophomore year of college. Um, that was a defining moment that kind of changed everything. Uh, the next defining moment was when I started dating Emily. And then a couple of years after that, the defining moment was us getting married. Um, having our three kids were defining moments. Um, Deciding to go into ministry, like responding to that call was a defining moment. Um, going into church planning, starting Renew Church was a defining moment. Um, there's a ton of defining moments that it's hard to just pick like yeah. the defining moment, you know? For sure. Yeah. So as you think about those moments, like um, how has that shaped you as a person? And like, what did you learn like overall from those? Or if you want to point out a specific one, um, like how did that shape you? Yeah, I think the cool thing about all those moments, um, you never, like, people talk about getting married, and they talk about, like, getting married or having kids, and they talk about, I don't know if I'm ready. And, and it's an interesting conversation because I always come back with, you're never ready. Mm-hmm. You are prepared and made ready by doing it and going through the experience. And so I think of all those defining moments, following Jesus, responding to the call to ministry, uh, getting married, having kids, all of those were huge moments that I wasn't ready for, 
but completely transformed me through going through those moments. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's a lifetime, you know. Um, I'm still learning. I'm still growing, still being transformed mm-hmm. uh, in each of those moments. That's really yeah. cool. So. Dang. That's so interesting. I like that you said that we're, like, never ready. Because if you were ready, then it probably wouldn't be as defining. If you've, like, experienced, like, if you know already what you're going to be like as a dad, yeah. <laughs> it would it would not be as shocking as, like, becoming a dad for the first yeah. time. And that's the, the, the interest. People always ask, am I ready? Mm-hmm. How do I know if I'm ready? How do I know if I'm ready to get married? How do I know if I'm ready to have kids? How do I know if I'm ready to pursue this career? Or y- you fill in the blank there. And, and the answer is you're, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. You're made ready by doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you look back five years later and you go, man, that absolutely changed my life. That's crazy. Um, Whoa. Can I ask how old you are? I am 43 years old. Okay. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. <laughs> 43 years young. 43 years oh, young. Oh, yes. That's, right. that's very young. <laughs> awesome. When you think back to some of those defining moments back in your younger days, what is your advice that you would give to a college kid, specifically um, a college kid that is struggling to find purpose and trying to decide what to do with their life? Yeah, that's a great question. I think... So when I was graduating college, after I became a Christian, I remember uh, everybody my senior year was kind of freaking out about what am I going to do? And and nobody quite had their jobs nailed down. Nobody had their career nailed down. And I remember one of my professors, Scott McKnight, uh, that is theologian, brilliant guy, spoke at a chapel service. And he said, "Um, all you have to do is follow Jesus Mm -hmm. and he'll take care of the rest. Like, follow Jesus and just take one step in front of the other, and he'll provide the next steps. He'll give you the direction. Um, and so the advice I would give is, like, first find your, your identity and your, your source. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was Jesus. So um, the advice I would give is follow Jesus and keep taking steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep looking for the open doors. If a door doesn't open... Go find another open door. And, and as you follow Jesus, as you kind of live in community, and as you take those steps, like Jesus will guide your path. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that's so true. I think that's true for all stages of our life, not just when we're in college. But yeah. you're right, especially when there's like so much unknown. I like what you said, just one step in front of the other. Yeah, it can, it can paralyze you, right? Mm-hmm. You get to that moment where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if this is right. Uh, the famous question is, I don't know what God's will is for my life. Mm-hmm. Well, again, you discover God's will for your life by following him and then taking steps. Yeah. Um, and through that, he'll show you kind of where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I feel like I've heard some people say like, oh, I got to clean up my life before I follow Jesus. But that's not it. Like you're saying, just follow Jesus and then he'll take care of the rest and he'll like help you through the process. Yeah, exactly. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I think. Um, and that's been my experience. Uh, kind of every step of the way, you, you follow Jesus wherever you're at. Um, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're going through, you bring it to him, you follow him, you do the best you can, and he kind of directs your steps and, and path. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. What do you think your college self would think of your life now? <laughs> oh, man. I think my college self would be proud. And, uh, and happy with the decisions that I've made and, and what I've kind of built my life on. That's good. I'm glad. So. 
So sweet. Would you do anything differently? I think I would travel more mm-hmm. early on. Like when we, we uh, so went to college, became a Christian my sophomore year, uh, met Emily, we dated for two and a half years, I think, and then we um, got married, lived in Chicago for a couple years, and then moved to Red Wing, Minnesota, where I was a youth pastor there for 12 years. Uh, I, I think I think we should have traveled a little bit more uh, in those pre-kid years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Can you tell the podcast um, listeners like what your family's like, how old your kids are, all that? Yeah, so my wife and I have been married for 20 years. We just celebrated our 20-year anniversary by going on a trip uh, to Puerto Vallarta, which was amazing. Um, and then I have three kids. Uh, Elsa is my oldest. She's in eighth grade. Bram is uh, my son. He's in sixth grade. And then Lindley uh, is in third grade. Very fun. So cool. What's your best piece of uh, dating advice or uh, through that season of your life? Like what uh, really helped you to grow in your relationship with Emily and like uh, help to make sure that you knew that she was the right person for you? I once had a pastor friend of mine who it was when I started dating Emily. And uh, I think I was at the point in the relationship. It, it was interesting. When I started dating Emily, I, I knew right away, um, if we start dating, we're going to be dating for a long time. Like there was something about her character, something about who she was, something about like the connection that we had that I just knew this was going to last a while if we started dating. So lasted 20 years so far. <laughs> um, but... But I remember asking the question, like, uh, is she the one? And I was talking to a pastor friend, uh, a mentor of mine, and he said, you know, uh, like, people don't walk around with, like, white crosses over their head. Like, like women don't walk around with white crosses over their head. Like, you're supposed to marry this one. Uh, he said, like, <laughs> at some point, you have to choose. You have to choose to marry and, mm-hmm. and be like, this is the one I'm going to marry. And so I think a lot of it is that choice of investing in the relationship. You know, how do you serve each other? How do you pray for each other? How do you follow Jesus together? How do you communicate? What do you do when you fight? What do you do when things don't go well? Um, There's all those questions, but ultimately you have to choose to say, this is the one that I think I'm supposed to be married to Mm. or dating at the time. That's so wise. Thank you. I love that. That was a good question. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> good question. We like to ask good, good questions question. around here. That's a good question. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, you kind of mentioned this already a little bit um, about following Jesus being very influential in just your future and your life and finding purpose. So what did make you want to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus? It was the fact that nothing else was working in my life. Um. I kind of come from a a rough family background and uh, grew up at a Lutheran middle school. I was confirmed, and I would say that I learned a lot about God, but I didn't know Jesus, Mm. you know, by the time I graduated eighth grade. Mm -hmm. So then I went into high school, I played football, partied with my friends, like all that stuff, like everything else worked, everything consumed my life. And so my pursuit of Jesus just went out the window. Um, and it would crop up every now and then. Like, I, I remember being at parties at 
two in the morning, you know, later in my later years of high school, asking all my friends when they were in the best state of mind possible, <laughs> what do they think about Jesus? Well, and those conversations were amazing. Um, you can imagine the answers that they gave. So, so like there was always this like curiosity about Jesus and kind of this searching after Jesus. But then my, my sophomore year in college, I got to the place where just I wasn't happy in life. Relationships weren't great. Like I was, I was trying to find fulfillment in all these relationships and it wasn't working. It kept coming up void, trying to find my identity in football and sports in my uh, potential career in the future, friend situations, all that stuff. And all of it just kept coming up empty. Mm-hmm. And so it was really a moment in, in life where I was like, nothing's working right now. I'm going to give Jesus another try. And in my prayer at the moment was like, Jesus, if you're real, show me. Mm-hmm. And so then that took probably six, seven months of me asking that question where so many things were falling in place. Like I'd be thinking about something or have a question about something and somebody random would come up and talk to me about it. Wow. Or I'd go to a church service or a, a chapel service at the college that I was at and the sermon would be exactly on what I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. And that happened so many times over those six months that um, <clears throat> it finally got to the place where uh, there was a speaker on stage and she literally gave the message Jesus has already shown you enough for you to believe in him. You just have to take that step. And that's exactly where I was. Um, and so I got to the point where I was like, okay, um, Jesus, you've, like, I've seen enough to believe that you're real. I just have to make a decision to follow you. Um, so that kind of led up to that. And then after that, I mean, everything's changed, right? Like I've, made Jesus kind of the center of the foundation of life. Now, it it doesn't sound as like clean as that, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's still plenty of struggle, still plenty of like wandering and going back and forth. But but I keep coming back to Jesus and Jesus remains the center. Mm -hmm. Uh, I try try to keep Jesus the center of everything Mm -hmm. in our lives. That's powerful. Thank you. I do have a question (laughs) while you were talking about that. you were saying that, like, for you, it was kind of like everything else wasn't working, so it pushed you towards Jesus. What would you say to the people who are listening who they feel like their life's good enough without God? They're, like, happy with their classes. They like their friends. They're excited about their cute outfits and fun weekend plans. Like, yeah. what would you say to people like that who maybe don't see a need for Jesus? Yeah, I think it's a journey. And I, and I, I do think that everybody comes to that moment in their life when they need something more. Mm-hmm. when they need something deeper. Yeah. Um, you know, Scripture in, in uh, Romans kind of says that everybody is created with this ache and this yearning for something greater. And you see it all over the place. Um, you see it in other religions. You see it You see it at the football stadium on Sundays when people are losing their minds, cheering for their team, and, and going all out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're a Bears fan, you don't cheer as much as a Vikings fan. Um, but... But you see it when people devote their entire lives to something and you see them trying to fill these spaces in their life that, that I think are, are reserved for God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think every, it's a journey for everybody because everybody has to 
I think everybody gets to that place where they're forced to answer the question, what am I truly following? What's, what's yeah. greater than myself that I'm chasing after in this life? Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's a lot of people that won't, won't get there or will take a long time to get there or will be completely satisfied with um, going out on the weekend and, and just doing, doing whatever. Um, but I, I, I do think everybody's kind of has that yearning, that desire to be connected to something greater in their mm-hmm. life. Yeah, true. Hmm. Dang, craziness. <laughs> Thank you for responding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like you were speaking to me even. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> he is speaking to you. Let's do yeah. a personal <laughs> sermon right here. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, what is one thing that you're working on right now in yourself? Um, like for yourself in yourself that um. yeah I think um, two things well three things uh, first is uh, my um, physical wellness how do you say that <laughs> <laughs> um, um, just health? working it yeah physical health like okay. getting getting into more routines of working out more discipline um, so that's one physical health is one mental health is another so I've been seeing a counselor for probably a year and a half right now. And so a, a couple things happened after COVID. I don't, for, I think a lot of people, COVID was a defining moment where you have a chance to look back at your life, see how you're responding to COVID and everything in the world that was happening, and then mm-hmm. hopefully be reflective of going, I don't like how I responded, or I don't like kind of the patterns in my life or the rhythms of my life, or I don't like where I'm at in life. So it's time to make some changes. So for me, COVID, coming out of COVID was, was that. I wanna tackle getting healthier physically, getting healthier mentally by seeing a counselor and that's been amazing and has actually transformed the physical health journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing is just growing deeper in my prayer life uh, and incorporating different aspects of prayer and styles of prayer into my prayer life. Wow, those are cool. So, I like those. So, like each one of those things, uh, what's one way each day that you can do that? Like, how are you working on your prayer life? Um, like, how are you going to counseling? And how? What are you doing in the gym? <laughs> <laughs> Getting jacked in the gym. No, I, uh, prayer life. Uh, I, I'm just focusing on um, different ways to pray. So, uh, one of those things is like Lexio Divina, where you read the scripture verse chunk of scripture three or four different times and you allow for space of just quiet centering yourself focusing on Jesus reading the scripture once getting an idea for what it says and then sitting in silence a little bit more reading it a third uh, second and third time and just asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you and reveal something in that scripture Um, so that's just one example of like the prayer one uh, counseling, I go to a counselor about once a month, and that has been, um, I, I went to a counselor before, and it was more of an acute reason. It was because I was struggling with anxiety, and so that was a couple years ago before COVID, and then during COVID here, I started going to a counselor again because like, there was just some rhythms and patterns in my life that I, I wanted to change. Like A simple one is, is procrastination. Uh, I would procrastinate a lot, and this feeds into the working out aspect. Um, 
if I was working out with someone, I could do that all day long. But I struggled to go to the gym by myself. Mm -hmm. And so some of those patterns in my life where I wanted to get healthier or change, I knew I needed to change the way I was thinking. And so I started going to counseling. And uh, one day I was talking to him about the procrastination piece and the working out piece. And uh, my counselor looked back, to me, back at me and he goes, well, you need to father yourself. I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't make sense. And he said, well, like it's a type of uh, counseling where every one of us has like a little boy or a little girl inside of us in places that get stuck and usually related to issues or traumas from growing up. And it's these places that we get stuck in our life. And so he said, uh, how would you father your kids? If your kids wanted to do something that was hard for them, how would you be a good father? You would talk to them. You would encourage them. You would identify with them and say, hey, I, I know this is going to be hard. I know this is difficult to do, um, but it's going to make you better. It's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you faster. It's going to make you whatever. Wh whatever the outcome is, it's going to make you better. So let's do it together and let's go work out together and and really it's, it's a form of like loving yourself, right? Um, as a good parent would parent their kid, you're kind of parenting yourself. So literally wow. that changed my workout journey of going, mm -hmm. sitting in, the, in front of the gym where normally I'd be scrolling on my phone or like just sit there and honestly like, okay, I'm not gonna work out today. I'm gonna go there. and drive, <laughs> drive home. Um, I put in my 10 minutes in front of the gym and that's it. Uh, it really became more of like, no, I'm, I'm going to father myself. Like what would a good father yeah. say to their son? That's so good. Like you need to do this. It's good for you. You're going to feel better. You're going to be healthier. You're going to have a, a more positive image. You're going to be in better shape. You're going to be able to do the things that God is calling you to do in this world better if you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I know. Let's do it together. Let's walk in. Let's celebrate after we do the hard thing and let's slowly get better. And that's like that simple like concept has completely changed like even my working out journey. Mm -hmm. That's good. Like I think I've worked out alone for, I mean, I haven't counted how many months, but months, four days a week. Wow. That's nice. so good. Where before that, it wasn't, I'd be sitting in the parking lot scrolling TikTok or something. <laughs> That's so good. So for me, would it be mothering myself or is it yeah. also fathering? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got it. That's so good. I've never heard it like that before. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's an amazing concept that, that really works. And, and it's kind of awkward to really get into it um, because people feel awkward being like, I'm going to talk to the, the child in myself. Like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, or people struggle with that concept, but it really works. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we could go. We could go more into that in another podcast. Or something. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I think the time in the gym can be, with the right perspective, can be very God glorifying, and um, that's kind of what you're getting at. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and the gym for me has really become this, like, yeah, this special place where, like, I'll I'll throw in worship music and be praying or thinking while I'm working out, and some of my best ideas like come during that time. Mm -hmm. But it's also this time where, like, you you physically just get the stress out of your body. Mm -hmm. um, and you're getting stronger and 
in better shape and you just feel better. Mm -hmm. I agree, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) One concept that's been really impactful in my life and in how I live is just the idea of being in the world but not of the world. So what do you think, um, what's one practical way that you live in the world but not of the world? What does that mean to you? Hmm. Do you have any examples from your life? Ooh. Ooh, turn the tables. (laughs) (laughs) I think... That's a good question. Well, I guess one that was just put on me, I didn't really have a choice in this, was going to public school. As a kid, like, my parents didn't feel like they needed to shelter me or, um, yeah, keep me in a Christian school, but I've just always gone to public school. So that that was put on me. And I think one way that um, I do that now, hmm, let's see. Um, I think... I have one for me to go first. Oh, yes, you you go first. Sure, sure. I think one for me is meeting people where they're at. So... Uh, maybe it's not like the ideal situation that I want to be in, but I can meet people where they're at and stay true to who I am um, and still like minister to that person and like have a relationship and um, just build them up where they're at rather than wanting them to meet me where I'm at. And so that's the way that I think that I live in the world, but not of the world. For sure. That's good. I think for me, it'd probably be just um, hanging out with friends and even like freshman and sophomore year, going to parties for me um, wasn't something that, yeah, again, like you said, it's something I would have maybe chose to do, but I just knew that the people that I was with, loving them and being there and choosing to make the right decisions and um, not break the law, but still be there. I think that was one way that I like felt like I was kind of like giving me freedom and grace to love people in that setting. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'd say. Yeah, I think I think a big part of that is what 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 is your foundation in life, and what are those things that are like guiding your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so so what's your identity, and where do you get that from? Um, where do you get your purpose from? Uh, where do you like what helps set your priorities in life? What helps guide the way that you're thinking, and what what do you do with anxiety and worry? Um, because all those things are, are things we all struggle with. And if you're following Jesus, um, I, I, I think if we're following Jesus, we should have a, a different response to those things. Not that we don't struggle with them, but Jesus transforms the way we're thinking mm-hmm. and works through it. And so I think as an, as an adult in the world, like it helps shape how you live life. And, and we're all in the world. And so I don't, I don't believe in like setting up like a, a glass bubble for yourself that keeps you away from the yeah, world. Like we're called exactly. into the world. We're mm-hmm. called to be the light. We're called to be the salt. We're mm-hmm. called to, to be friends with everyone and yeah. love your neighbor and totally make a difference in the world and uh, be in our communities and be in our dorm halls and be in the places where we work and make a positive difference knowing what those things are by following Jesus, which yeah. is what you said. Like, that's all what it comes back to. Um, what's been, as a pastor, so you talked about, like, going to college and maybe being a pastor wasn't, like, your first plan for your life. You talked yeah. about your career. So as a pastor, <laughs> what's been the most surprising or unexpected thing for you? Um, maybe something people wouldn't know that you're like, wow, no one would know. This, but pastors secretly eat five Oreos before <laughs> all their sermons. <laughs> or I don't know. That was during COVID. No. <laughs> oh, no. Um <laughs> What do, what do, what do people not know about pastors? A lot. 
But I think at the end of the day, pastors are just humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the most surprising thing about being a pastor, um, I was afraid to become a pastor. So I was like, I don't want to deal with adults. <laughs> like, I don't know how many people feel that, but like adults are kind of scary. Um, and I remember my friend, uh, Dave Hugar, told me one day, he goes, Jamie, you have to understand, adults are just grown-up middle schoolers. Wow. And I have never heard a more true statement in my life, um, that adults are just grown-up middle schoolers. And and I think that's the most challenging thing about being a pastor are all the relational things that happen in a a church and in Mm -hmm. a ministry. Mm. Um, and, And you're kind of in this weird spot as pastor where you our pastor but you also have friends yeah in in the church world and your friend world overlap uh-huh and that can be complicated that's interesting so hmm thanks for the peek into pastor yeah. life yeah <laughs> you're a human that's right good. and we're all just grown-up middle schoolers that's, we are <laughs> don't ever forget that i love it i would It'll love to you. be a grown-up middle schooler <laughs> life goal that's right you are one <laughs> perfect I like to say that I am old, but always young at heart. So same concept. That's not bad. And that goes back into the the whole fathering and mothering conversation, right? True, true, true. Because if we're all just grown up middle schoolers, you still need like your your older self to parent the Mm -hmm. middle schooler inside you. True. And that's what we call maturity. That's good. (laughs) That's good. All right. I think that pretty much wraps up our podcast today um is it okay if we pray for you yeah it'd be awesome anything that you would like prayer for hmm i don't think it's just general prayer wisdom courage strength um especially in those three areas that i'm kind of chasing after you know physical health mental health and in a stronger prayer life so Yeah. yeah sounds good all right i'll pray for us thank you Dear Lord, thank you for this time. Uh, Thank you for allowing us to be able to sit down and have a conversation with Jamie. Um, This conversation has just been awesome to hear all the wisdom and advice that he's given us. I just pray over his life as he walks out of these doors here that he is able to work on his physical health, his mental health, and his spiritual health, and that you walk beside him and guide him through that so that he is able to um, be the best version of himself so that he can go out and preach to others and help others know who you are. I pray that um, for everyone that he interacts with, that um, he has a smile on his face and he is able to really understand them well and um, just make an impact, a lasting impact on their lives. I pray for, um, yeah, I just pray for him and what he's doing. I pray over Renew and everyone that's working there and um, helping him out with that. I pray over his family um, and his wife, Emily. Um, I just pray that uh, you just bless him and uh, bless his ministry and skull. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. It was great hearing from you. Yeah, so this was amazing fun. being on this. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. We really appreciate your time. Um, I think that the listeners will love this uh, podcast. Yes, and yes. And if you do, you can hear more of Jamie at Renew because yeah, he talks every week. Right. <laughs> Come to Renew, 10 o'clock. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, Bye, everybody. everybody.